Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea Let's get the neighbors Hello, welcome to Neighbors. This is the Neighbors Recap Podcast where we have a yarn about the five most recent episodes that went to air of the Aussie soap, Neighbors. And we have a great time. I'm Vaya, and today I have, oh, this is probably my holy grail of guest combos. <laughs> I have, or oh, Jelly, who's been on the podcast before from the Stage Door podcast, Jellyfish, hello. Hello. Namesake of Nelly Fish. <laughs> we, we've explained that in a previous episode. Go back and have a listen. And oh, I don't even, like, I just realised we're mates, but I, don't, I should have written <laughs> down a whole huge bio for you because it's very impressive. We have Brockle Snitch. Hello. Podcaster, author, think piece writer, tweeter, <laughs> and sometime, well, general all about legend. Yes, general all about legend. I thought you were going to say lesbian. <laughs> all about lesbian. And known lesbian. <laughs> and known lesbian. Australia's eighth favourite lesbian. Yeah. That's what I've decided. <laughs> In my phone, you're Beck Brocklesnitch. Like, oh, I yeah. know what your surname is, but I refuse to accept it. I'm the same with you, Jelly. Oh, really? And your surname, yeah. <laughs> and so... Brocklesnitch's name is Rebecca Shaw, if you would like to Google her credentials. Do not confuse me with the dead author, Rebecca Shaw, who's an elderly woman who writes about <laughs> uh, villages, That's romance right. in She's villages. Comes off if you yes. It actually has my face with her death notice on Google. That sounds like I'm kind of run a rehearsed stuff <laughs> yeah. too now. Are you serious? Yeah, it says Rebecca Shaw was an acclaimed English <laughs> author and has my face in the Ninja Turtle shirt. That happened to my mate Dan Warner, who actually composed and composes and performs the Neighbours theme song. If you Google Dan Warner, it says that he's won a Latin Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. If you look at my brother, it says he's a Christian singer. Uh, oh. Yeah. Anyway. Oops. So Rebecca's also written the book No to Feminism. Mm. And we'll put a link on our Neighbours Book Depository affiliate link on our website. Great stuff. Neighbourspot.com. You can please go buy it. It's very funny. I got it for Christmas. It's an excellent Christmas birthday. I love it your is. book. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Feminism Book. Here it's is actually your think ticket. I have given in. it to many young feminists. Oh. And I think it's an excellent entree into like mm. get ready for all the bullshit that's going to come at you. But like here are all your comebacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of all the bullshit that's going to come at us, <laughs> the week of Neighbours. Now we have a tiny bit of Neighbours Council business because I need to point out where we're recording. We're, we've taken the mobile pirate net studios interstate again. And we're probably recording in the staff room that Ellie visited when she came up to suss out Finn's ex-wife. She came to Sydney and was like located in this swanky staff room, which we've set up, set up camp today. Private schools, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason we came to Sydney is because I, well, no, I wanted to come for the holy grail of podcast guests, mm-hmm. Beck and Jelly. And we, uh, we came to see Ben Hall. In Ben Hall, aka Ned Willis, friend of the podcast, perform in Only Heaven Knows, the musical, in Sydney, and we were going to cover it for Jelly's podcast. Yeah, obviously, Only Heaven Knows is a little known but uh, essential part of the Australian theatre canon, so I was coming up to see the show. And listen to Stage Door for our take on that play, which we are still 
Look, yeah, I am shook. Like, I'm emotionally devastated <laughs> by this play and probably never getting over it. So, <laughs> so yeah, beautiful. It was so good. Jelly cried and Jelly does Shut not. Shut up. Don't tell the neighbours <laughs> people that. They don't even. Yeah, they went. Yeah. They'll be shocked that I didn't cry and you did cry. It was, oh, was quite it? amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so stand by for all of that. It was a great time. Now, we need to talk about the week of the 12th of June, 2017 on Neighbours. This is quite fitting. I have Jelly here who is a teacher by trade. And it was a very school-based week. Erinsborough High mm-hmm. was front and centre. Now, we kick off this week with Susan Kennedy. She's up and about. She's going to head back to work because she's been poisoned by Millsy because he swapped out her vitamins for Piper's pain medication. Evil Principal Rob Mills <laughs> is a huge concern to me. Rob Millsy Mills. Like... Who the hell is this guy? What is his game? I just think it's so amazing that his huge grand scheme is to to defeat someone to become a principal of, of Aaron's high. <laughs> like, like go for a school with money, mate. Go for one of the big private like, schools. Yeah. It was the be- it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That he like at one point he turns and like looks at the crest of Erinsborough High and like does an evil smile. And I'm like, aim higher. This is you're taking out Susan Kennedy to become a principal. Like, wouldn't you go for one of those dodgy private colleges that's secretly like a funnel for huge amounts yeah, of funds? There's ones in the city that are called like Oceania College well, and just have a nondescript thing, and you can get heaps of cash there. Ten minutes up the road is Eden Hills Grammar. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing not being there? This I guess is, it's not about the money. It's a psychological power play. It's the thing. power of a high school principal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I've likened it to him gearing up for taking the iron throne. Yeah. That's how he's approached it. This is because last time I watched, he, Rob Millsy Mills was not a part of the cast. No. So it's a huge, like, it's very hard to square what we know about Rob Millsy Mills, like the pop singer, mm-hmm. sometime appear in musicals, like just the casual ones where he doesn't really have to act too much. Now he's like a legit guy in a shirt and a tie on a television show playing a school principal. In and I'm just like... Hipster glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you're Rob Millsy Mills. Like you do have to kind of get mm-hmm. over that. But I've got to say, you know, he's he does a good job. Yeah. He's actually a pretty, I could, pretty I decent I could definitely actor. see him as like the hot teacher that... Yeah. I like, wish they'd brought him in as yes. just generic hot teacher yeah. and then he could have slowly ev- devolved yeah, yeah. into because that's the frankly, evil megalomaniac. I mean, that is what teaching does to people. It slowly <laughs> drives them crazy from what I can observe. Have you ever had – how do they choose a principal, Jelly? Oh, it's just an unbelievably boring and bureaucratic process. You just have to be a teacher forever and slowly work your way up through – tedious leadership positions that involve unbelievable amounts of grunt work involving spreadsheets, data and scheduling into school sport okay. competitions. Well, no wonder he wants to fast track this shiz. Yeah, and then... You, you poison someone. There is, if you are a principal, your daily life is just filled with tedium and terrible things. Firstly, you've got to deal with all the really awful, horrible shit that goes down at schools, which can sometimes be very like, dangerous like, and scary. Like problems in the home and yeah, domestic like, abuse. Yeah, absolutely. It? And kids bullying each other or sexual abuse or, you know, like really nasty stuff. Or not having lunch. And Oh, that's – no, oh, the that's teachers easy. are taking care of that. Okay. Like, But, I mean, they are just fighting – putting out fires all day. Yeah. Like it could be violent incidents. There could be serious stuff going on at home. Yeah, they're just sort of like – And then tri- managing the adults. Triage, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, dealing with your staff all falling apart all the time from what I can observe. <laughs> um, but also dealing with total tedium, like – 
oh, the bit of tiling's come off the floor in the storeroom and there's asbestos under there. So, okay, what do we do about that? Or, um, you know, vandals came into the school over the weekend and scrawled uh, cock and balls on all of the play equipment. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> solid so, gag. That yeah, is a solid so gag now one. you've <laughs> got to go and rub it all off. The day before school starts, for example. Yeah. So it's just like the most terrible job in the world. Mm. There is yeah. no prestige. No one knows what you do. You work seven day weeks. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. You work every day. Wow. The pay is probably yeah. not that good. It's like a hundred grand. Yeah. It's not amazing. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but it's like for what you for do. what you do. Yeah. Seven day weeks and no one really giving yeah. you any credit for yeah. it. And kids well, swearing at you and throwing Milsey chairs at your face. He disagrees with you. <laughs> he wants the so power of he that. wants in. I just I actually kind of would love to live in the neighbors universe where teaching is a prestige job <laughs> yeah. and being a principal is exciting and you're like yeah king of your domain yeah i just say i hate anything susan has always reminded me of my mum. oh really and oh. so whenever anything bad happens to susan i'm really devastated oh. and immediately in this episode i was like what is he doing to susan <laughs> and i haven't watched for 10 years and i'm like do not touch her <laughs> what's oh, going on actually so beck what is your neighbor's origin story What's your background Um, with it? Well, we used to watch it as a family in the early 90s. And I remember um, a specific incident where um, Todd uh, Todd dies. Okay, yeah. No, Toby, I think. Um, This was before my time. One of the characters gets hit by a car on the way to a hospital or something. And my brother cried, one of my older brothers. Oh, he was a famous incident where he tells the girl not to terminate the pregnancy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hope Gottlieb was born. And then she, we met her 15 years later on the Neighbours vs. Zombies webisodes, played by uh, YouTube's Luna Maroon. So, wow. Do yourself a favour. All I know is I've been able to make fun of my brother for the last. 25 years about that incident um and then I revisited again around the Margot Robbie oh no first there was obviously Lana and Sky. I was in for the lesbian drama that, of it all that was so great yeah and we I don't think we've had until we've got we've had the debt layers Josie's two mums we've had the lesbian detective mm. who works at Erinsborough uh, police station and her partner who works at Erinsborough IVF clinic <laughs> and, and the gayest jobs they, and they really on. are they really are one of, them, one of them's called Ellen uh. <laughs> oh my like god Ellen and Rosie I only just realized that <laughs> Ellen is debt layers <laughs> oh wow that's a definitely a shout out because yeah. no one's called ellen no in that one. generation really. in, in this country yeah, it's not a popular no. name and so they they, they and did steph they, scully is bisexual steph scully's bi and they did a really good job of establishing a long-term like married couple right lesbian couple and who with a child and, and then they broke them up and they, and they, then, they yeah, then they heinously that's stuffed the quality that up. make the gays sad and yeah. then they had yeah steph just came back from the psych ward by well, <laughs> same. <Yeah. laughs> Literally. Was it chicken or egg scenario? We will never know. <laughs> and she fell in love with her psych nurse and it was so great. And right. one of the most, my favourite still images from Neighbours recent history is Toady in his wheelchair because he's recently fallen <laughs> off a jumping castle and dislodged a bullet of course. and paralysed himself, <laughs> looking like, stunned in the background as Steph pashes her girlfriend. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you to the Neighbours writers who fought Um, for those storylines. I know it wasn't easy. Well, the Lana Sky one was pretty, like, advanced for its time. But the the fact that it took about ten years between the two of them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because it's like they went – they forgot about lesbians. They went, let's really hone in on this gay guy. That actually happens across media. It's, like, often gay – 
gay men that get mm. the storylines and lesbians are sort of because they're not it's fun. usually men who are writing the storylines. They're not because I think they've got this new crop of young people coming in, and I think. Like Piper would have made would make a great lesbian. Well, Bridget, she was the one that I was. In, I was like, who's that? Is that Piper? Oh no, she's the young one. It was Paige. Could be anyone. Jelly, really. Yeah, <laughs> I revisited again around the Margot Robbie um, yeah. Didge area, and mm. I was like, Didge is a lesbian. Oh, like yes, like Bridget yes. did the one. Oh, she wore overalls. She yeah. I was like, why she is she not a lesbian? Rumpus, yeah. Um, oh, well, that's she was so coded. Yeah, mm. but the Lana Sky thing was very important to my people at the time. <laughs> And then I've my friend is um sister her sister is Lana oh, wow. in real life, um but I have avoided meeting her because I don't want to. <laughs> I think about never met your heroes. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really well done. That was two yeah teenagers having mm. a crush, having this this organic crush on each other. Yeah. But one of them had a boyfriend, yeah. and they didn't know how to come to terms with that. It did kind of fizzle out. Yeah. And it was a bit sensationalized. Like it was basically adv- heavily advertised to watch two chicks kiss. Yeah. And immediately afterwards, one of them was like, "I'm not gay, actually." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, look, it's, it's all a step forward, and we all remember it. So yeah. you know, yeah. And it, it was, was the moment. It was basically like the movie kissing Jessica Stein. It was so so um. so so great. And at the end, she's like, "Sorry, I like <laughs> my man, this boyfriend." <laughs> so. Okay, so I want to talk for a second about Mr. Cheng, our uh, the people's hero, uh, the economics teacher at Erinsborough High. Ah, right. Who's yes. just the man on the ground. Keeping it real. That's yeah. what we want. We want more Mr. Chengs in our life. Like, can I just say that I agree with Beck. Wrongs done to Susan. Like, she has slogged her guts out mm-hmm. in that shithole of a school for yeah. a really long time. <laughs> she's done her time. She's dealt with all kinds of, you know, teachers being creepy towards students, students doing creepy yeah. stuff. And you don't just come in here with your rock star hair and your hipster glasses and no. dislodge Susan. We at Na- Team Neighbours uh, have some problems with Susan since last year when she was victim blaming over yeah. a consent storyline. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I missed all that this. too. So yeah. I still just love. I haven't seen problematic Susan no, at all. No, I've only yeah. seen yeah. amazing so I'm with, Susan. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I accept these arguments. However, I don't accept them in the canon of news because yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> sure, sure thing. So this school board guy has come in, Mr. Superintendent Chalmers has come in to um, <laughs> point out that Susan's got MS because she does, but uh, Millsy's been spreading rumours that it's relapsed instead of it's poison. and Which is actually a pretty great story. Like it's super evil like. It is, it is actually like all this talk about discrimination based on health and medical background. It, it is it is valid. Like it's mm. one of the reasons mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, in this stage of my life where everyone around me is like breeding and I am terrified of like thinking of having kids because I'm worried that if I suddenly announce I'm going to have a kid, then people will stop ringing me for work because mm. they go, oh, well, she won't be available to work on that production. So it's really valid like having people. Oh, it's hugely valid in workplaces generally at the moment yeah. and like disability activism is like a, becoming a really big thing so yeah, yeah and health activism and all that yeah. as it should be and so i thought yeah that was amazing in it, real life superintendent Chalmers guy would not give a shit and he, he would be like is she going to turn up bleed <laughs> dry for the education system the job is yours he doesn't care he wouldn't make a house call no he would care about one thing only what are your test scores like? Are okay. they good, Susan? Do you reckon? How do you reckon they do on NAPLAN Year Nines? Yeah, and they have been. And recently, Erinsburg got shortlisted for like best school of the district. Okay, or whatever. there's no problem. He would be like, I don't care what's going wrong with you. You could be like your brain could be coming out your nose, but if you're willing to actually be a school principal when no one will do it, please, the can job we, is yours. Can we talk about the um the integrated system that yes. Millsy wanted to bring in because. <laughs> 
first of all, beside anything else, the fact that we're supposed to believe that the students would give a shit about it is like amazing to me. And it I, can explain. So it's okay. Vertically integrated classrooms, yep. jelly. Is that what you have, or is that because you a teach a little bit? You but teach, it's different at primary. You teach prep one two. Um. Firstly, can I just say, like, Neighbours, it makes these occasional forays into, like, exploring educational <laughs> pedagogy and it's hilarious. I have seen a few others over the years. I can't remember now, but every now and then I'm aware that that's a storyline or you ask me about it yeah. or whatever. So I just love, like, someone's read an article in the paper, probably about Templestowe High, which is a school where they're doing this. It's like it's it's the high school years but with no clear delineation of which year level you're going to take a subject. Okay. So if you want to do – if you're really, really good at visual art and you're only in year seven, you can go and take year 10 sure. visual art and then the next year you could do VCE or whatever so it's skills based yeah and I guess it just means you don't have to hold kids back in certain areas or, or kids who maybe aren't progressing as fast as others can I mean it's just a very new idea hypothetically it seems like a great idea yeah. but it would be a total shit show of schools trying to implement it and surely. to do it in the middle of the so in yeah. the Australian school year we're in June <laughs> where kids about to take it yes exactly. where we have our big assessments in year 12 happen Mostly at the end of the year, September, October, but there are also mid-year assessments that happen now. Yeah, and there's little ones going on all the time. It's yeah, like some kids got to do a sack, and Rob Millsy Mills has poisoned the principal. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought Yashvi, who is um, Toadie Rebecca's niece, the 15-year-old who was like kicking back and going, sweet. Oh, I loved her. She yeah. was yeah, great. She was, she was awesome. awesome. I think she'd be a great lesbian contender, uh, actually. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think about everyone though. I know, I was going to say, Bex has had about everybody. <laughs> and she's just like, yes, sweet, I'm not doing my work because I don't understand it because I'm not doing year 12. And Piper's cracking the shits because she's been off on broken hip leave. And I uh, liked Piper as well though. All those kids I thought were great. Oh, they're excellent. I really enjoyed they're really them. good. I am concerned about the amount of hair gel in the young, what's the dark haired guy? I want to say Ben. Sus- ben, ben, Susan, Susan ben, Kennedy's yeah. grandson. He's yeah. adorable though. He's adorable, but just yeah. like... Less, less, less is more. He's got he's got big actor hair and it it just very much reminds me of high school, so I'm sure it's super accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It just less. He also smells like Lynx Africa. He does. <laughs> you can tell through the screen. Less. Uh, yeah, the vertical classrooms, the kids are outraged and now Piper wants to put together a protest. Mm-hmm. Good. Student voice is very important in education these days. <laughs> Their department and they take that. it. They sort of go on strike but then decide to take it to the newspaper who I'm sure would care. <laughs> the newspaper um, is quite got quite a large readership in Erinsborough. Right. Like the West Waratah star. They've got a lot of power. Right. What's I his see. name? Tim Collins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love him. Tico. Can you just – sorry, I know this is probably not interesting, but <laughs> Braith Anasta's ex-wife jo- Jody. plays Ali. Who, okay. It's a football reference. Okay, so Jody, oh. <laughs> my glazed chair. Jody has the blankest face I've ever seen. So Jody, <laughs> but what is her role? So she, I actually, I um thought she was good and she's very attractive. And then I was like, oh, that's Brayton Astor's ex-wife, I think. You're, but what is her role? Okay, you're the first person on this podcast to know her spouse. <laughs> well, it's a football. I'm yes, I'm bringing all the stereotypes. What sort of football? NRL. Okay, oh, so not God. even the football that Victorians no. No. follow. But there's a whole thing, like ah. it's a drama filled situation. Yes. Oh, as well. really? But is she yeah. does she work for the paper? Like, what is her deal? She's a, an English teacher. Yeah, she takes oh, her clothes off in the teacher. Classroom. She okay. and she's terrible. When yeah. her introduction to Ramsey Street, she started bullying Piper and called her a skank. In oh the, my goodness! And At school, started changing her marks, like lowering her marks and unfairly marking her. And we were like, "You are dead to us. You will never teach again. Why don't you go right. and be a fashion blogger or something, yeah. or run a um, white feminist uh, media organization or something?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's an English teacher who's clearly never read a book. Okay, yeah. why? Well, 
didn't even realise she was a teacher. So. <laughs> it's because she, she wears so many cold shoulder tops that wouldn't <laughs> adhere to the dress code of any school. Um, we've hated her since she started because her character was vile. And now they're like, well, we'll bring in this cartoon villain of the science teacher who wants mm. to be principal and now you will all like her because right. they had this history and he screwed her over. And uh, yes. um, and she also she's Susan's niece. Do you think it's working? Right. Is she becoming more appealing as a character? Uh. She's doing a bit of Miss Marple gear, which is kind of cool. What well, this, uh, this is my first experience with her and I liked her. She was set up to me to be like a ally to the kids. I, yeah, I just really wish she wasn't a teacher. Maybe yeah. I think after all School this, counselor. <laughs> if she's done a great Miss Marple gear to try and unearth the, the, the poison oh, pills. P.I. Or she could go over to the West Waratah Star. Yeah. Well, that's she, what I thought. I thought she worked for the yeah, paper and yeah. was like, come to us. She could be their features editor or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think we'll pick that up again. What I want to touch on briefly in this episode because. Sorry, I feel the, like you asked me a question about vertical classrooms and I never answered it. Oh. I was just going to... Like how realistic is that? Or well, just that it would happen on a dime in the middle of no, the year. No, definitely not because that would you have to plan it. But some schools are doing it. But I think it works more if you've got a new school and you're going to do it. Yeah. But some yeah. schools have are, are trying it. But well, you know where you do it in the middle of the year. But if no. you're crazy, if you're crazy mm. enough to want to be a school hungry. principal, power hungry, whatever, yeah. who knows? Mm. The parents will be up in arms. Front cover of the Herald Sun. It'll be all over. No way. <laughs> and also a, a dude who's just like filling in as principal wouldn't be allowed to make huge yeah. changes a, no, to the system. No, because this is a thing. The bureaucracy of state education, the wheels and the gears yeah. turn at the speed of like at snail speed. Yeah. There is no chance that you could come in and get anything to happen. They'll be like, sorry, here are the 27,000 web forms that yeah. we, you need to fill in. Mm-hmm. But by the way, you then need to print them off and fax them to us. And as I already know, I would be one of those heinous parents that's just like – what are you doing to my special snowflake? I would yeah. be going, uh, no, my child is doing year 10 economics, yeah. not year 12 accounting. Uh, sort your shit out, mate. Yep. Or I'm pulling my fees and going to Eden Hills Grammar. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Um, now, I want to talk briefly about, I've got here, Sonia and Toadie emoji chat. So oh. Sonia and Toadie are estranged because this is the list of reasons. Sonia decided to be a surrogate for the dick cop Mark Brennan after six months of him trying to have a baby with Steph. Steph was unable to have kids, so Sonia donated her womb and eggs to this process. Meanwhile, Dee's come back. Oh, but it's not Dee. It's just a lady who looks like her. She wants Toadie's sweet lawyer cash. So everything hits the fan. The baby dies in utero. Toadie sleeps with (sighs) Dee in London. So sad because last time I watched... That really sad part hadn't happened. Yeah. But I did see some of it and it was super heartbreaking. Yeah. It was like, how sad can we make it Mori B for how long? Like, yeah, you come home at the end of the workday and you're just like, oh, cool, I'll just depress myself for half an hour mm-hmm. before I put the pasta on the stove. <laughs> and Toadie's in London, sleeps with fake D while Sonia watches on the Skype mm-hmm. because he didn't turn off his Bluetooth earpiece. That is my favourite thing. I mean, it was just um, so um, But Toadie has money. Yeah. Why does he dress like that? <laughs> <laughs> he came, there was this amazing scene where he came back for the baby's memorial service, ran off the plane in his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he wears 
<laughs> to Are be you fair, serious? he dresses like me, so I can't really. I shouldn't really judge. He wore a Hawaiian. He's a Lowe's dad. Beck, you're in the arts. That's true. I don't have money. That's my excuse. <laughs> he wore a Hawaiian shirt to the baby's memorial. Yeah, because he was the plane was delayed and he was trying to get through the traffic from Tullamarine. And he and Carl were like, the, the memorial service is happening. Oh my god! And Sonia's traffic like, from tra- Tullamarine, realness. Yeah. Where is our uh, airport rail link? Just yeah, throwing it in. It's there. awful. But Sonia deliberately was like, I watched you shag your ex on Skype. You're not invited. And he's like, I'm gonna come anyway because we've got to sort through some shit. And so he rolls into the by the murder rotunda where they're having the memorial service in his Hawaiian shirt. And Sonny's like, "Amazing, leave me alone. And so now then, just they're having some trouble. So Callum is... Yes. Sonia's son. So I must have watched it at some stage. Is it the same actor as when he was little? Yeah, and I need okay. to take him in on Callum Rebecca because I didn't in the last episode. And I'm, I was overjoyed at his yeah. return. He is a great character. He A great actor. He was... A foster child of Toadie's that came along and Toadie was dating Sonia at the time who was a very wholesome guide dog puppy trainer. And then they retconned it so that she was – her backstory was that she was actually Callum's mother who was like a junkie, a drug addict. And she'd given up the baby. Yeah, yeah, and he gave him up and then she's like, oh, now I'm reconnecting. Yeah. So then they all reunited as a family unit. It was great. And he – he designed an app and got poached by some developers in Silicon Valley <laughs> and he's been living in America ever That's, since. Can I just say, like, his grade, I can't tell if he's 16 or 60. Like, I I don't, like, what is his age? Is he an adult? He's uni student age now. Okay, great. I think it's because I knew him. He looks exact, almost exactly the yeah. same, but I'm like, I can't tell how many years ago that was. Well, it's weird when a child... Or young yeah. person actors kind of grow up anyway. That's always a bit of a disconnect. I think I nearly cried. His first scene back, he had to go to the caravan where Sonia was squatting in this like Breaking Bad-esque caravan. And <laughs> post uh, leaving the he- Toadie in that. Yeah, she, she's living there. She, they sent her to rehab because she fell re- off the wagon. She fell off the wagon, uh. reversed into the backpackers hostel. And they're like, well, go sort yourself out. We'll put you on bail. And she went, instead of doing that, I'm going to go on the lamb and Amazing. live in this caravan. Not when you say on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and she's – so he's – no, she wouldn't see reason. And so Toadie called in her son, which I thought was genius, and he came in and said, what are you doing, mum? Like, you let me down before. Don't let Nellie fish down. Right. Um, I had to grow up with a mother as an addict and – God. All I ever wanted was you around. I didn't care that you weren't good enough. It was just the most amazing writing and wow. performing. Yeah, he really had a oh, – that actor always had this ability to go right to the pain place. Yeah, it was mm. great. And so she's like, yeah, cool, good point. <laughs> I'm coming home. <laughs> I'm cured, actually. Um, Why and would she not go to rehab? Because <clears throat> Especially because Therese went to two-day rehab and miraculously got yeah. cured. So, yeah. But that's sad. She should so, have gone and then she could have fallen in love with her psych nurse. In, <laughs> in fact, I think it was a bail condition. So she kind of still has to do uh, that. Yeah, she's in trouble. And well, Toadie's going to represent her now. And actually, Beck, in answer to your question, he can't afford it because he always does pro bono cases. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also all sorts of a lawyer. He's yeah. also yeah. criminal and civil and mm-hmm. And he doesn't divorce. have great <laughs> stats on any of that. No. So. <laughs> and so Callum, I actually was really upset because I thought he was going to be around for a few months. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be a week and he had this just this moment where he was going around dropping truth bombs but mummy's a good person she doesn't need her life getting more complicated than it already is and i wouldn't want to make it that way then back off mate all i want is what's best for your mum yeah and is that you at that stage i was still not clear who what was happening and i was like why is this 
maybe adult man telling this cop <laughs> to leave this woman alone. I thought they were together and it was very confusing. Um, and also the cop, his uniform is too tight. Like that can't be... They can't be. Think it might be like the kind of cop that comes to a hen's Yeah, night. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very um, strange. Uniform. I'm just really happy because for years he was in the wrong uniform. Like he was still in that pale blue outdated uh, Melbourne. Yeah, so right. finally so he, they put him in the navy blue. Has right. he got the jacket? Because I've all got those vests now. He's just always in that flak jacket all yeah, the time. Yeah, but that's real. This is like the time I watched – I. Went hard in on home and away. Are we allowed to mention home and away on this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> Every time you mention home and away, and a neighbor's alumni loses its wings, yeah, doesn't get a job in a Hollywood movie. But there movie. was like a few years ago, there was a lesbian storyline on home and away with a cop who fell in love with this fish fisherwoman. She was like some oh God, overall amazing. wearing. Oh, oh yeah, of course, overalls. Yeah. Oh, official woman. Okay. <laughs> she like. What do you think? She's an official woman. Official woman. Because lesbians are often official women as well. Um, Anyway, it was a whole, like, she was closeted and they fell in love and then ended up, like, not working out, obviously, because you can't have lesbians (laughs) around for a long time. (laughs) One of They didn't die, though, so that was a bonus. Yeah. Also, I'm really upset that Squid, everyone still blames Toadie for sleeping with fake D, even though it was was essentially, like, Olivia Benson would class it a sexual assault because um, she was an imposter. Olivia Benson would. And I mean, come on, that's like, give the guy a break. Like, that's a very weird, You'd, complicated, emotional place be like to be. Grief sex as yeah. well. Like, that's like, it who would who would give up that opportunity? It wasn't. Didn't look like good sex. It was like he, there was snot. He was crying. Oh like, my god! Yeah, Are you so serious? Charlie, that was. Whew, just give, this is the webcam sex. And he thought Sonia, because what happened? The catalyst for that was Nellie Fish picked up the phone, and oh, that kid's he's gonna like, stop touching things. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> put mum on the phone and. What's mum doing? And he goes, she's in bed with Mark because he's uh, come over to look after the bait. The, that the, kid's going to have a lot of unpacking to do in therapy. <laughs> well, to be honest, the relationship didn't sound like great and there's no trust on neither side. Yeah. Uh, so, truth bomb. Yeah, they, they were due for a, a Kennedy-style break. Yeah. Now, let's get into Tuesday. Nell, we were talking about Sonia and Toadie and Callum. Did we resolve any Callum issues that you had? You were just like, is it Callum and is that who he is? Yes, and he, he came in to talk about emojis and text messaging. Oh, yeah, because he's yeah. encouraged Toadie to email to reconnect with Sonia. <laughs> and she's remembered that he has a sense of humour or something. Why don't they get Snapchat? Honestly, that's really good and fun. It's easy. <laughs> I don't think that could resolve these sort of issues, setting a quick snap. That might be where I'm going wrong. <laughs> I don't need them to get back together now. No. Like, I'm happy for them to be do, like have a proper Kennedy-style divorce. Yeah. And, you know, when Susan met the bearded cancer man and... Yeah, right. And brought the brought the Kinskys in. But that suggests that you believe the long game is them back together. Yeah, I yeah. do. Well, I do yeah. like, now that you mentioned that, when, so Nellie takes the pills. Yeah. Are we talking about that? Yeah, I don't remember what episode it was. I was interested in that yellow golden fish toy. That looked like a good toy. That was a good time. <laughs> they kept featuring the fish. I was oh. like, what's the fish? The fish is going to be significant. Well, and also her bow tie dress. Yeah, so was cute. amazing. Okay, so here's what's happened. Nellie's grabbed Susan Kennedy's vitamins, which are poison, oh um, downed them all yeah. and passed out and amazing passed out acting yeah. by, by little Scar Joe or whatever. No, Scar, Scar, Scarlett Anderson. And they sent her off to emergency and Toadie is immediately sass on Sonia. He's like, what have you put yeah. in? What substances have you brought this into the house? This is what happens when you don't go to rehab. People will be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and we had some great scenes with Dippy, Toadie's sister-in-law, who yep. was supportive. Mm. And this is the first time I've seen But I actually characters. liked when you were saying about uh, Toadie and Sonia is that it wasn't just immediately like, oh, we're reconnecting over our sick 
daughter, like it was still, there was conflict because mm-hmm. he started accusing her and then she, like then it was actually his fault and I'm like, well, they're not going there yet, which is good. And yeah, it, and like you said, because it's about trust and stuff. Yeah. So that's. And it was, they were playing all of those beats that you would hit the, oh my God, I'm terrified. Is mm-hmm. she going to be okay? What did you do? What did I do? We both feel the same thing, but we want to blame someone. And that was all really good. And N- Groggy Nelly, her, I feel funny. Uh, <laughs> she's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. She ingested opiates. This They're taking a very long time to join all the dots on this. Because we've known for weeks, the pills got swapped. Yeah, no, I know. But I mean, isn't that just like viewer privilege that we, we've seen stuff? Yeah, People just, are like unbelievably it's slow. It felt so slow. Um, uh, okay. Well, especially when so many people know as well. Like five of them are saying the pills have been swapped <laughs> yeah, by yeah, this right. man. And they're like, mm, that's it. I'm not sure okay, what's happening. Enough, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. And uh, there was a great line as well when they said, we're terrible parents. Oh, yeah. Lols. <laughs> okay. So there's a strike at the school. This is a really important time for the year 12. Yeah, and we all want to negotiate a way that works for everyone. This isn't a democracy. It's a school. So Zancan, Zancan's coming in as he's been kind of grooming her. Yeah, he really has. Although it's disturbing. There's some debate online about if it's really grooming, if he's just doing it to further his career. It's manipulative. Yeah, and it's that's not good. That's breaking. <laughs> way you look at it's it. totally breaking like three of the things that you say you, you will never do that you have to sign off on if you're a teacher. He's declared that he's got feelings for her, just so she won't go to the authorities about the pill swapping. Oh God. And evil school principal Rob Millsy Mills is so evil. Uh, so she's trying to shut this strike down because she cares about Millsy's welfare. Oh God! Also, he's got. She's a. She's a. What's the word? When you break the strike. Oh, she's a crossing scab. The, cross, she's a scab. scab. Oh yeah. She's a student scab. That's terrible. And also, she's scared because he has an ongoing aneurysm that yeah. might explode at any moment. Yeah, there's aneurysm. Meanwhile, <laughs> would I rather have? A woman with treated, like MS that's being treated or a principal that might drop dead at any moment. Talk about health risks. But no one knows about his health risks, right. except now well, that everyone is starting to I feel blab. like Xanthi has had some bad times with being manipulated by older fellas. Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. And they never had get comeuppance. She needs to deal with those issues. <laughs> yeah, they need to give her treatment for the fact yeah, that she she's, should go see Carl. she's hard done by. There's an amazing scene with Piper and Xanthi. Zancan confesses the aneurysm and how close she is with Mr. Kelly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Piper said, did he touch you? That's wrong. And that whole conversation. Well, I feel like, I mean, that was good, but like it's not only wrong if they touch you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's wrong if they talk to you inappropriately as well. I love that scene, but what I felt like has been missing is more conversations between these two teenage girls who are supposedly best friends. Piper has been living with her 26-year-old mechanic boyfriend in a backpackers and sexually what? active, like talked about birth control last week. And Zancan wanted to have sex. Did pe- they really? Yeah. Oh, Ken wanted to have sex with Ben one day last year when they came to Queensland and then it was never mentioned again because Susan walked in. And so I feel like why aren't these girls talking to each other about yeah. sex? I feel like Xanthi would be jealous of Piper because Piper's got this experienced but boyfriend. Doesn't, but don't you think that Xanthi would just feel like – no, yeah, no, you're right. It is weird. And I, so it's kind of out of the blue. They had one conversation about what's it like going out with an older guy, but that's it. Mm. And it just feels like all of this has been absent. So to suddenly go, oh, you're close to the teacher, oh, that's weird. Yeah. It was, came out of nowhere. Cut, and also the age, like she seemed concerned about the age thing as well with Xanthi. And I'm like, 
I didn't know she was also dating an old man. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. mm. So it's it's Piper's boundaries are oh, but he he's your superior, he's your mm. teacher. Well, she's not wrong. Yeah. So whereas Tyler's not her mechanic, yeah. so <laughs> it's other people's. <laughs> Uh, now, the Junk Time Boys in the previous episode of Neighbours uh, floated the theory that Millsy's becoming a werewolf. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Yes. I mean, he does have a few moments where he, like, looks, looks at up, the yeah. sky and then, like, goes into a room covering his head. That's good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my God. Like that. He is. And, there's and this, he has a kind of wolfish quality yes. to him, to be honest. He's lupine. Yeah. Yes. There's the amazing scene where, because they record him saying something and they put it on the school on the newspaper and he has it and he's just repeating himself yeah. talking over and over like it's like he's doing an auto tune or like a ditty like he's about to break in it's amazing and he's sort of like doing these like grimaces and like growling it's he could easily weird. like spout hair from his back at that moment and like just turn and then put a remix together yeah like i've watched a lot of teen wolf and they are like young and attractive men yeah. generally speaking these werewolves yeah. and it does often happen around high school so yeah. i think they've hit the nail in the head <laughs> i mean it's gonna be fascinating to see that storyline player but <laughs> and i can't um, wait for the spin-off show werewolf principal <laughs> <laughs> and it's plausible because we've decided as well that post imposter d coming back from the dead mm. slash not yeah neighbors back, is going into the it's it's, it's arcing up into the high drama high soap we've called it passions it's gone uh, in, it's passions it's now like what was that australian show that went completely bananas and they had like <laughs> east street no no it's famous it was in the 90s and it had lots of nudity and lots of crazy stuff and they, they just let the writers write whatever they wanted. Pacific Drive? No. Um, it started off as a fairly straightforward soap and then it went bananas and the network or someone stopped caring. They said, just make it. We've got this many slots to fill, yeah. so just make it. So the writers just went to town. It's also what Felicity was, which was a completely straight like drama and then at the end they let Joss, Joss we No, who's the other one? Oh, I always get them confused too. Jay... JJ Abrams he came on and the last season was just like time travel and all this crazy stuff like that trapped in a shoebox <laughs> it, <What>? was. <laughs> yeah, it was just but it was just amazing because it was just a straight like college romantic drama and then Felicity cut off her hair and then a few seasons later there was time travel. There was time travel Lots of people Felicity? didn't stick to the end of Felicity and so they don't realise the last season w- okay, went bananas. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, Chances. Chances. Chances, uh, chances was famous yeah, it was. in that it was this family that won the lottery and it was all standard. But then towards the end they were like, you can just write whatever you want. So it got super – they wanted nudity. Toddy Goldsmith was in that, Margot, yes. Margot Robbie's mum. That's right. I was scratching around and I knew there was someone involved. Not Margot Robbie's mum. I got a feeling that Kate Langbrook was also in Chances. Donna Friedman's mum. Yes, she was. Okay, Kate, Kate right. was. Yeah. So, All right. Okay. That was a lot. Sorry. That's the, no, don't ever it's be gone sorry. Ch- it's, it might be going in a Chances, Passions, late season yeah. for mm. Felicity direction. Now, Felicity. Ellie and Sue's having a juice – just juicing it out at the nursery, trying to work out what's going down with this protest. And Ellie goes to Dick Cop and lists a whole lot of reasons about why crimes are going on. And Dick Cop's like, but you don't have any evidence. So, okay, that's your job, policeman. Yeah. Go find it. Guess who finds the evidence of these things? <laughs> Usually police. And Ellie works out from sex pest Wayne that uh, he's been Millsy's lackey and just doing his yeah. business. Was he the one that they implied that they had gay times together? 
Oh, okay. Or no, was that the other one? There he, was two older men that she went to yes. and I was very confused. Well, let's get to him actually. Sorry, so yeah. Wednesday's episode is where we meet Harry. Is it Harry? Harry has, I've just written here. He's down for a conference and he meets up with Ellie. She susses him out and works out that Millsy had this close personal connection with Harry yeah. and possibly led him on romantically. Yes, that was heavily implied. So, Which is just, I mean... It's good for the character because it's just proving how he will use literally anyone in any form possible to manipulate to get what he wants. And I, w- I love that it just implied he was, even if he was putting it on, that he's a bit fluid that way. Yeah. I love that. Well, he's a werewolf, so <laughs> <laughs> they'll have sex with anything. Wow. And they are very gay. I've read that fan fiction, so yeah. <laughs> Great. Now, the secrets are all kind of tumbling out bit mm. by bit here. Do you think we're supposed to believe that some of this is aneurysm related, like the werewolf stuff? Oh, I think it's 98% okay. aneurysm. Yeah, they kept, they, there was, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about how his yeah. personality changes after an aneurysm. And during a full moon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and when he hasn't shaved. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry that now another person, like with something mental, is like a bad person. Yeah. yeah. It's anyway. like no one can just have consequences based on heinous acts. Yeah. Mm. So Colette Nan is now starting to suspect that Xanthi is concealing something. Again, Xanthi. Yeah, poor old Xanthi. And yeah. I thought that was played out really well. How did you find the character of Colette Nan? Um, is she Xanthi's mum? No. Grandma. Grandma. Oh, I was going to say this. Old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with Australia's own Colette Mann, the mm, actress? I mean, vaguely, okay. not really. She was only in it for bits she was fine. I don't yeah, know. She, she didn't. Was, she they did, she, she wasn't chopping out in her full. Yeah. Like she, she wasn't in full flight. She usually. She, I could see. Outrageous. I could definitely see that. I see what you mean. In at her peak, she'll yeah. get into a brawl and turn the hose on a neighbor. Right. You yeah. Know, in, I can see that. Throw mud. So yeah, mud. Literal mud slinging. <laughs> oh, and can we talk about um Toadie's confrontation with Finn? No, what's his? Is yeah. it Finn? Millsy. Yeah. Because it was mentioned to Toadie. They were all talking about the pills and Toadie takes it upon himself to confront Finn instead of the police, leaving it to the police. Well, you wouldn't, would so you? So many of these problems are caused by people going directly yes, to, yes. So the crimin- to the criminal <laughs> yeah. and saying, let's have a but chat. But also, if you knew the cop's record, you might take matters into your own hands. <laughs> and we are going to – actually, let's play now one of the best – well, it's leading up to one of the, I think, best lines of the show this week, uttered by Paul Robinson. So everything's starting to escalate. Millsy punches a wall in the office. Xanthi comes over to do per- first aid on him. That's it. He's on. He's he's now on leave. Like, you punched a wall, you're out. Yeah. It's all kind of unravelling and Zankan says to Millsy, you've got to get out of here. Oh, she's still protecting the abuser. <sighs> it's so disturbing. And finally, Dick Cop gets off his coffee break and decides I'm going to go and just ask some questions of this actual criminal <laughs> and goes down to the dive motel where Millsy's staying and talks to Paul at the front desk and he's like, I need to talk to Millsy. And Paul's like, nah, he's peaced out, so sorry. Did he say where he was going? No. Was he with anyone? No, he did seem like he was in a bit of a hurry, though. I've been trying to call his mobile. I've switched off. <laughs> Congratulations, Constable. Let another one slip through your fingers, eh? 
Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> and also, I think he says um, he asked, you know, where he's gone, and he's like, I think that's your job. <laughs> like, I love it. Neighbors just hanging a lantern on that um, yes, poor policing. That's what we always say. Like, oh, can he not arrest the correct person anytime? <laughs> it's always innocent people. So that was perfection. Oh, and the other, my other favorite line of that episode was Colette Nan t- telling Paul. Oh, look who it is. It's surprisingly back in the money bags. <laughs> she's, her nickname oh, my for, God, that's brilliant. Her nickname for him is money bags, often shortened to just bags. <laughs> that is beautiful. Are you, are you having it off with bags? <laughs> um, and I just turned the page and realised the rest of my notebook is blank. <laughs> I didn't take any notes on Thursday because Thursday was a letdown. Well, Beck, yeah, after yeah. all this. Beck, you watched Thursdays. I did. I th- also, at this point, I should point out, I asked Beck to watch one, maybe two episodes and she just mainlined the whole week. <laughs> yeah, and I only I had to. Two. Once I began, Sorry. I had to see what was going to happen. This is how it gets you. Yeah. Um, That's good. So, soap. Thursday and Friday had a lot of the priests. Uh, there was two main things, a Moa storyline and a priest storyline. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's beautiful. Solar-powered lawnmower. So it seems know- like something Sonia would be into. He's, I guess he's a Rebecca. At one point they said so-and-so Rebecca yeah. is the Moa man. So that's Pufferfish, uh, Shane Rebecca, Toadie's brother, who they haven't spoken to for two decades. He's a very sad man. He like has Did he come no on the show? He lives there now with his wife and daughters. He lives in Erinsborough? Yeah. He, he created a solar power Moa, but that he's so down. He sounds like me, like he's so down on himself. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to care about this. And they're like, it's an amazing thing that you've built from scratch. He's like, no. And then... <laughs> They find some Aww. muscle man who is also <laughs> a muscly man who also seems to be like a PR, like advertising expert <laughs> to help out with the mower behind. And then they like go to a park to show him how it works and they drive it into the lake. But hang on. <laughs> hang on. So the muscle man is Aaron down the mines, Erinsborough's oh. chief gay. Ah, um, he, I did not pick that up. He is a regular attendee of Fry Gay at the Back Lane Bar in the city. Back Lane Bar, all right. And My lord, a bit on the so, nose there. <laughs> Some of this is Vaya's um, <laughs> own. Yeah, Back Lane's not really called the Back Lane it's Bar. It's called Back Lane Bar. Oh, wait, what? It and is. it was a joke. <laughs> it's really cool. Oh, that. I thought that was just a joke you guys made because it was like a Backstreet Boys joke. No, the, Play the song, play the song. I've already played it by uh, now. Okay, right. <laughs> but, but okay, so it's called Backlane Bar, and that's amazing. And it's a gay bar. It's, no, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an. Every, that's on the nose. It's an all demographics bar. Uh, okay. However, on Friday nights, it's gay night. Yeah. Oh, you mean you didn't invent those words? That's really what it's called. It's called. They call it Fry Gay. Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, the gays that's, invented Fry Gay. Yeah, that's a normal thing. Uh, he so, is. He was a miner, uh-huh. like down the mines. Yeah. Then he became an exotic dancer. Because he's got a natural ability. I did ab- mention dance and ability. I didn't understand. And then he became a marketing guru. Ah, and I, I sort of nailed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, description of him was adorable. <laughs> Perfect. And so he started up Brand Enthusiasm, which if you go onto Neighbours' Patreon, patreon.com slash neighbourspod, you can pledge at Brand Enthusiasm level, <laughs> which means you can have um, advertisements put into this podcast <laughs> of your business. So uh, um, he, He's very enthusiastic, he, and I will say that. He shared an office with Toadie until Toadie cracked the shits and kicked him out and said, uh-huh. you don't do anything, leave. As opposed yeah. to you, Toadie, all that successful lawyering <laughs> that you're carrying off. 
Um, so yes, they drove the mower into the lake. And, Lassiter's Lake. And I thought it was going to be like this huge, like he'd worked so hard. And he came along and he was a bit like, oh, oh, well, that I deserve that. <laughs> He's the most depressed character I've ever seen on a TV show. <laughs> and then it turns out he'd made this amazing thing that can submerge in a lake and still work. He made an underwater mower. Are you serious? Well, it's it- not an underwater mower, but it... It can be, be submerged and it will. That's good not. for all those times that you might need to submerge a mower and then use it again straight yes, away. Exactly. What I think the backstory is he built this mower and it turned out to be a lemon. That's why he's uh, depressed because right. he'd spent all their life savings on it and but it, it can doesn't mow work. underground, underwater. You could get seagrass. Why is that useful? <laughs> yes. But actually, it's, it's actually the, waterproof, the selling point of it is waterproof. The selling point, and especially now that it's very durable because it can go into a lake, is that it doesn't just – you don't just mow and it, like, cuts the grass. You just, like – it's like a um, – Hovercraft? No, what are the oh, – Roomba. It's like a Roomba, a mower <gasps> Roomba that, like, cuts little bits all the time. Okay, that is super yeah. useful. So you don't everyone have... hates mowing the lawn, right? Uh, I don't have lawn, so well, I, I have three I, brothers, I'm aware. so I never have mowed a lawn. I'm aware that people find it boring. <laughs> uh, yeah, it actually does sound like a great mower, so I'm I'm gonna. Um, Except my dad finds it strangely soothing. Well, like, there is gets that. dressed in Sunday like best and mows the lawn, then barbecues on. A I Sunday. guess it's like very repetitive. Like it's kind of like meditation time. If you had a lot of lawn, like yeah. If, yeah, it would be I was surprised to see a Moa storyline, but I was so happy that oh, it happened. Because they've, they've come from the country. They lived in Burke. So uh, it was the sort of thing he was developing as a farmer. Right. And now they're in suburbia and he's brought it, it with would him. only work in suburbia. It would never work on a farm. But anyway. Yeah, because on a farm you have yeah. ride-on mowers. Yeah. And you have anyway. sheep that eat the grass. Yeah. So he really should be a bit more positive. In fact, a sheep is probably the most eco-friendly That's lawnmower. That's what my parents a goat. Use. Yeah. They use sheep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, let's pause for a minute. Now, we have just consumed Friday's episode, 16th of June, and Beck, you have feelings about Father Jack, Father Father, as we call him, because he birthed the world's most enormous baby a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, look, he doesn't thrill me, to be honest, but so he's leaving the church. Yeah. it's. I, I don't understand where the baby is. I, I, okay. That's not being made clear to is me. Is he yeah. leaving because they found out that he had a baby? No, no. you'd think that would have triggered it. Because yeah. he, after the priest, he told the bishop that's that right. he slept with Paige. The bishop's like, well, we'll just won't tell anyone. That's right. Everyone. That was the um the bishop. Bishop Verde. That's right. With the questionable Italian accent. But he's called <laughs> Bishop Green on the show. He couldn't hold it in and he told his congregation that he's going to be a dad. And everyone was out. Lots of old ladies were outraged. But he kept being a priest. He's like, this is my calling. Everything's going to be okay. And then as soon as he laid eyes on the giant baby, he realised, oh, well, I need to give all my time to this kid, not my job. Hello, welcome to trying to have it all, father, father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. <laughs> uh, and he said, well, I can't have my priest job. I'm just going to be a dad. And... Kate Kendall came down to visit. Lauren came down to visit Paige when she'd given birth but was called back up to Queensland to look after her other daughter's baby and said, well, come with me and I can help you with your newborn. So an unvaccinated uh. newborn got to fly on its <laughs> first plane ride. Oh, so added- why has he not gone to Queensland? Great question because he's, he's from Queensland. So he's he from- going back to Dolby where Drew died and <laughs> <laughs> he's which from- is a real place that – People do not die of horse riding accidents there. Yeah, he's he's from Innisfail and uh, he's, he was – so he could just go Innisfail. back up. Innisfail. Yeah. Mm. He could just go back up there and that's where Bishop Green is from. So why Because he's left the priesthood 
because he needs to be a full-time dad, yeah. but he's not with the baby. No. He's living That's in a absurd. shed. So, also, I'm leaving. It's like he's been eliminated from Big Brother. <laughs> it's like you have 10 seconds to pack up all your belongings yeah. and go from the church. And so, the storyline now is that they, because he's not going to be the priest, the church is going to shut down. <laughs> like it's a shop. Yeah. Like he's the only one running it and they now there is no one there, so they have to put the closed sign on the door. And like he said, he's like, you can just go to the church in the next suburb. Yeah, Eden, what did they call it? Eden Hills Church? Something like that. He would already be running like three churches because no one goes to church anymore. So they all have several oh, in their yeah. little thing. Yeah, because like, there's like three people at every church. So he's now nowhere to live, nowhere to work. He's like, you had all this time while Paige was pregnant to come up with a backup plan yeah. while you were already having doubts about your future. Obviously, just like obviously, they want to manufacture a situation where there's a bit of urgency and there's like stakes in someone deciding to help him out, but it just does feel a bit forced. So, Amy's brainstorming, and everyone gets together and hashes it out without him and decides to put him into the backpackers. <laughs> uh, well, now I missed a bit. What was Leo's proposition to him back? Do you remember? Oh, it was to help him finish fixing it up, I think, and he could stay there for yeah. free rent. After Sonia drove into it and knocked over a couple of bookshelves. Oh, dear. I think because the character is not hugely compelling, it just doesn't feel like like this, you know, urging everyone to help him out. It's Well, it's almost awkward. It's like, you know, if he was a character you really everyone cared about, yeah. they'd already be falling over themselves, right? <laughs> it's like he's put up a notice on Facebook and everyone's like, he's like, can anyone yeah, help me, uh, help me move? Anyone got a exactly. ute? Got a van. <laughs> I know, right? That's the thing. He's not only just a normal person that they're friends with that you would think people would be like, come and stay with us. He's also a priest. So you think people, oh he would God, have yeah. a more of a community. Yeah. Yeah, old, old ladies should be putting him up. Well, I guess he's done the... It's not the even like... It's not even like, and where you've done a shameful thing, and there's a mm. break. like it's just weird. It's just not clear. He should have. They sh- he should have made the break when it, the news broke. Yeah. yeah. That said, I actually thought that opening scene with Amy talking to him was actually a really nice piece of writing. Like, if you forget that it's about his specific mm. scenario, like her advice as a friend that like it takes time and it's going to feel weird, and like it was actually really nice and nice performance from that actress too. It's just that in that particular situation, I'm mm. just like, this is so weird. I don't really care, but still great writing. Like if you made it mm. about something else. And does the baby mother want – do they want to be together? She wanted him for ages and then when he finally kept picking God over her, she mm. went, I'm out and just took like surely, stood up for herself and was like, see you later. Right. It's just funny he keeps looking at photos of the baby and I'm like, get a fucking $60 tiger flight to Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> see that's it. what I mean by like when sometimes the situation <laughs> – the situation lets see them it. down because we just keep on seeing holes in it. And because Kate Kendall said, come and stay with us, you're welcome. They've got room up there clearly, mm. rent's cheap. And yeah, it just doesn't work. So the whole thing, you just don't care. You just yeah. question Queensland it. needs bloody priests. <laughs> Do you – Davis has done this like Catholic faith, leaving love, whatever thing, at least twice before. Do yeah. you remember Carmela the nun? Yeah, that oh, was yeah. I, that was I wasn't super tuned in during her time. That was amazing. Like she was such a popular ca- mm. character. Oh, she, she went was like massive and everyone loved her and and so then they just decided to mess with everyone's heads and make her this nun and put her in like the full garb, the like sexless outfit mm. and everything. And then she grappled with it and then she wasn't a nun yeah. anymore. But it was like quite good. I was watching during that era and I was quite invested. And there was less um Catholic church controversy, so probably easier to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it was a bit more hushed up. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago. Can we talk? I just want to get this 
out. As a Queenslander, yeah. viewer of Neighbours, <laughs> the amount of characters that leave to go to Queensland <laughs> and it's like they've gone into the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I'm like, Queensland's like two hours an hour away. and a half flight away. Stop treating us like we're some sort of What's island the- with smallpox or something. If you ever say to a Neighbours writer, oh, why do they all go to Queensland? They will pick you up on it and tell you all the other places. They go, no, so-and-so's in Ballarat and so-and-so's in... And I'm like, well... Yeah, but now there's yes. some actual human people in Queensland again. Yes. So over th- what about Perth? Over 30, over 30 years, yes, not everyone has gone to Queensland. Mm. A lot of people have come from Perth. Um, the Willises <laughs> were in Perth for a while. And yes, Munter lives in Darwin, I think. And some other Willises, Gabby Willis and co oh. live in Darwin. And a bunch of people are in America, even though there's some visa issues that I query about all of that. <laughs> Did they win the green card lottery? <laughs> yeah, they all won the green card lottery. And Kins- there's some Kinskys in London and Carl Kennedy's love child's in London. So, yes, there well, are other places. Yeah. But we have, at the moment, we know of, okay, Lauren Turner, Bailey Turner, Lou Carpenter, Kathy Carpenter, Madison Robinson, still Scott and Charlene Robinson, and didn't the didn't the Kennedy kids Where like one of them Anne? went to Queensland? Billy and their yeah. three kids, yeah. like already, I've run out of fingers and toes. Drew went to Queensland and died, <laughs> which is understandably appropriate. <laughs> um, and Amber Blander and Cletus the fetus are up there. So, look, it's just a running theme in my life. Yeah, I yeah. just I've. I, I totally agree. I just think it's funny. People are really defensive about it. But also, Beck, it's kind of opposite day because y- you're kind of slowly going south from Queensland. Yes. You've gone I'm doing reverse neighbours, <laughs> we call it. You've come to Sydney and we're luring you down to Melbourne. Yeah. So coming back to my priest Catholic church thing, because I'm like, this story doesn't have to be inherently boring. Do you remember? I remember <laughs> no, it season. doesn't. We remember when Susan Kennedy got together with the priest. During, was it during the Susan Kennedy, Kinsky, Kinsky Kennedy? Yeah. Era, somewhere around there, there was she, also Tom Scully. She got a priest. She got to sow some oats. She did in that time. <laughs> I'm very happy for her, and and that's hard to do with a priest. There was this. He was Tom Scully. Was this kind of affable, like super cheery guy, and it wasn't like super sexy, but it was like, oh yeah. And he, I remember the scene where he ran towards her and tore off his dog <laughs> collar, and that's how you leave the Catholic that's, Church, my yeah. friend. There's none of this sitting around agonizing and wondering if you're going to live in a shed it's like go for the big emotional moments tear the collar off and they did that in the shed when he knocked up Paige. but then the problem was he put it back on <laughs> yeah he true. kept putting the collar back yeah, on it's all been a bit drawn to out, the point where it? he's already put in his resignation papers and he's still walking around by the river in a, in his collar but and also when there's it, really no stakes in it. if they're going to yep, focus now on the church closing like no nah. and there's okay. no fine there's no the stakes church. especially when people leave the catholic church for really full-on interesting emotional dramatic reasons yeah. but you can't really talk about them on a soap mm. i'm watching the keepers at the moment on Netflix. you can't oh my I can't God. deal with this no th- storyline yeah word so he's they've installed no. him in the backpackers and they've moved the other reason why they can't just go come stay with me is because everyone's kind of at capacity right. every ramsey street house is <laughs> chock-a-block at the minute and no one's got a couch or they want something more permanent it's annoying having someone on your couch. Then you oh have God. to like you I'm can't always on someone's couch. Then you can't, bad. Then you can't get up and have breakfast because you're going to w- wake them Sorry. up. <laughs> Especially you, a priest. You won't wake me. Yeah, Jelly. I was going to say you don't wake up. So it's fine. <laughs> um, except last night, I woke up and took my leg out of the doona, and you said, "Put your leg back in the doona." <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> Are you serious? 
How did I see what was happening? I, don't know. I think it like moved. Or something? Well, we, we stirred. We shared a bed, like scandal. But we, <laughs> one of us stirred. The other one heard and then oh, well, I was like hot and like lifted my leg up and you told me to put it back in I'm so sorry I was in teacher mode obviously <laughs> god that's really embarrassing it's, I'm glad that's like all you're I said. it could Seuss be thing. a lot worse <laughs> so he's in back in the mezzanine the inappropriate mezzanine where to quote Sarah CP Jones on Twitter Piper and Tyler were living like inappropriate owls in oh the oh my t- god I love that so <laughs> in, much. in the roof of, of the shed I also love the way that the downstairs at backpack was like looking pretty good mm. but like that has got to be the worst room up in the – it's like it's just the top of a barn on a farm. It's it, the top of a wool shed. And there's like a tin roof mm. so yeah. it would boil you up in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where you go. So the other thing we need to touch on is Paul's feelings. Oh, wow. Paul and Tarage. So he's moved – he's brought uh, Amy and Jimmy over to his penthouse to live, which I think is quite nice because this whole time Amy's been living in her ex-boyfriend's um, grandmother's house mm. at the Cannings. But – he does that because he doesn't want to deal with coming over to visit her at the Cannings and seeing Gaz Cannon to rage Mackin on all the time. And there's some really great Erst moments with Tarage and Paul where he's mm. just like, oh, I'm looking out for you. And Gaz Cannon is such a great character, like, because he's so kind of infuriating and provocative. Like, it's, it takes a good character, I think, to get that reaction out of Paul. And, like, he, he calls him a dimwit, yeah, which it's, we're loving. It's the ultimate foil because he's yeah. not on his level. He's not nah, a business nah. rival. He's a working class ex-con. He's just trying to learn how to make a spag bowl. Yeah. And he's like he's a also, puppy that's yeah. come to life. And he and goes the rope like in front of the kid in the house and everything. Yeah. Like He's like humping things and he's pissing everywhere. <laughs> just like, yeah. And Paul's like... And yeah, Paul's like cool restraint is so such a good contrast to that. It's, it's the quintessential how have they chosen that person over me yeah. moment. Exactly. And... It culminates in a very shocking moment where Tarage reaches over the counter at the waterhole mm. and twinges in pain at her clutching her side. And I just recently went to one of those Tupperware-style parties um, where you buy bras and it was actually amazing and I bought a bra. Oh, my God, really? Um, my friend organised it and she, my friend is so sweet. She organised that but then had one of our other friends who's a doctor come and talk to us all about breast health. And doing regular sounds like breast a checks. Surprise educational moment. <laughs> that doesn't sound that fun. Yeah. <laughs> Come over to this party. Also, <laughs> do they call bra versions of that Coupleware? That's a good Oh okay. my god. Just why they pay us a big buck. <laughs> that I'm so happy with that. Thank that you. is great. But yeah, it was a very shocking and then she full on groped herself in that moment. <laughs> In public. Yeah, it was me last night when I put the Panadol in my um, bra and then couldn't find it. And then <laughs> flash forward four hours later <laughs> when we were getting undressed at the end of our evening of watching theatre and I hear from the next room, I found the Panadol! <laughs> Here it is! <laughs> anyway, great times. So, yes, there's a... I'm very sad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very sad that Tarage is going to have to go through this. Um, the last time. What was our last breast cancer story on Neighbours? Well, I do remember Steph having breast cancer. Yeah. So I don't remember who Jim out about it. She had to wear hats for a while because <laughs> well, obviously she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. She did. She wore headscarves. Yeah. She had to wear hats. <laughs> well, the actress didn't want to you know, <laughs> get rid of her hair, I guess. <laughs> that And 
I am very keen on Steph and Tarage having some one-on-one oh, scenes. Hopefully. I'm always uh, happy anytime the ladies are like supporting the but ladies. But do you think it'll it'll be like a mortality? She realizes she should be with the man she truly loves. Sort yes, of. please. I would like that. Yeah, Paul's yeah. very. He's. I don't know. It's very appealing somehow. Yeah. What yeah. did you? Yeah. What? How did you describe him before Jelly when we were watching? You were going. Oh, you. I think you said he's alluring or something. God, I can't believe I said <laughs> that. Well, you were also talking yeah. about. Let's talk about how you were highlighting that Steph's a babe as well. well. Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. Um. Say what you said about when she turned up and she had the bicycle leathers. Oh, when she first came up and she had the leather jacket and the motorbike and I thought, here we go. Bloody bit of lesbian action. <laughs> I it do just love took that 15 years. I do love like that there. someone knew that. Someone knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. I was throwing that in yeah, there. Exactly. And, and it has been pointed out to be she's had a few tropes along the way before, yeah. you know, coming back. What a satisfying payoff though. This is why when soap can be amazing yeah. is to go, we are going to pay off a 15-year mm-hmm. seed that we planted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the form of a leather jacket. Yeah. It's uh, like on muck-up day at school. No, muck-up night when everyone went out to nightclubs and I dressed up in army gear. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> was wearing, all the girls were wearing like little boob tubes and I was like, I will wear my camouflage, pay off 15 years later. <laughs> camouflage was in though. It was, but I took it really seriously. <laughs> no one wanted to be seen in the 90s. You're doing no. another form of camouflage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I was. Finally, what I like to do is finish off with citizen of the week or citizen of the week. So you just go back through the annals of the week and choose either someone you thought was the star or someone you thought... I wonder what you thought about the Roomba um, thing. Now, we've, the Roomba Moa. Oh, because we had a little snippet yeah. of and Moa. Yeah, and sad pufferfish. I'm so not... He really needs some CBT to work on his, like, negative self-talk. He did remind me of myself. That's why I really <laughs> connected with him. I was like, everyone's telling you that you're doing this amazing thing. And you're like, no, I'm actually terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is too real to, for me to even comment on that because it's exhausting telling you all the time that you're good. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Beck, your lawn- not, like, Beck, your lawnmower is amazing. <laughs> Thank you your, very much. The grass around you is always immaculate. <laughs> and I'm indestructible. Apparently. I kind of, it's funny because it's really not the Rebecca way. Like the mm. Rebecca's are just so cheery and endlessly like, can do with their like just rolling with it and running successful but, um, roadhouses and being cheery. But Puffy's sunk all the family funds into this and he's borrowed money from Mishti, which it seems to be in this episode, she's got some kind of workplace compensation as a police officer. Because oh. they said, no, you, I know you feel guilty, but you were meant to do good with this money for oh, yourself. Okay. Is she the uh, Home and Away style beauty? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As referenced in episode 70 of this podcast. Uh, so. Mm. Let's have a think about Shitizen or Citizen of the Week. You don't have to do both. Um, oh, well, Shitizen of the Week is pretty obvious, isn't it? Go who? Um, evil school principal Rob Millsy Mills. Oh, yeah, he's... Um, Werewolf Shitizen. He's the reigning king yeah. of Shitizen. Oh, really? I really enjoyed that the whole the first few days mm. where it was revolving around all his evil doings. W- were you crown a Shitizen or a Citizen, Beck? Oh, dear. It doesn't have to be for it. Can, it can be Pufferfish and his sad moa. Yes, it's him. Citizen. He's my soulmate. Citizen. <laughs> I and the moa. And the moa. <laughs> the moa was Rolly. The st- Rolly was the standout for me. He has become a bit sentient. He's a bit like Wally. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna start. Neighbors is gonna end. It's gonna be. The apocalypse is hit and the only thing going is Rolly just slowly <laughs> over the l- like, landscape. Yeah. Nuclear winter. <laughs> Truly indestructible. And Paul, surely. Yeah. I think, is there a word for like, 
Um, I'm, I'm pretty worried about Xanthi. Like, yeah. I feel like she's my citizen of the week in the sense that I believe she is inherently a good person who is having a very bad time. Mm-hmm. But what I want, the citizen of the week, it doesn't exist. I want a person, a trusted adult or even a rel- more reliable friend that she could be having some time. Yes. Where is that school yes. counsellor? We had this last time with the Piper yeah. living in the backpacker situation. Susan Kennedy being like, oh, Wells. But also we can do. the... Her I don't know if it was her dad and the grandmother. Yeah. Once they found out there was something weird going on, their reaction was to be like, we are grounded to give us your phone. And I'm yeah. like, no, she needs yeah, yeah. to talk about yeah. this What is whole Colleen Nan doing? Colleen Nan's seen some, seen some times. Yes. She could have some talks. I would like to know why they didn't immediately trawl through her phone and yeah. find inappropriate texts and calls oh, with her teacher. Exactly. And then she pulls out her burner phone and yes. continues oh my God. the conversation. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, in light of all of that, I'm going to give Citizen of the Week to Pipes. Because she was the only one who yes. tried, expressed concern over, and she like, did Xanthi's. the strike as well. She oh yeah, totally. Yep, student. So voice. all on crutches. And yeah, and as Kate, uh, our co-host, not pointed out, she's just had like hip. She's fractured her hips. Why is she sitting on so many bar stools? <laughs> <laughs> her pelvis. Her, yeah. How did that happen? Backpackers. She was one of the casualties. Oh, wow, oh, that was quite an accident. Sonia they really moved on from that very quickly then. Um, she had a few weeks in hospital. Right. Actually, she had a few weeks like we never saw her. She was in some unseen hospital right. ward. And yeah, so. These girls are having a very difficult teenage years. It's really rough. Yeah, save Xanthi, I say. That's yeah. Save Xanthi all the time. She yeah. just never has an easy run of it. Um, well, that's where we are. I'm really p- pleased as punch that I got to hash all of this out with you two. <laughs> Beck, would you, will you now want to dip back in at some point to the neighbour's world? Look, I've just recently become unemployed, so <laughs> the timing <laughs> has worked out perfectly. It's a match made in heaven. And I like can't commit, but like watching it all at once, I'm like watching the whole week at once. It's yeah, just that's like good. watching an, like one or two Netflix episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like a miniseries. Yeah, and I'm like I could probably <laughs> If it was on... It was easier to access on streaming, you know, if the 10 play app was less terrible, yes, I would watch it a lot more. The, I don't want to sign up for a thing. No. Don't make me sign my life away. The key the key to successful neighbours viewing is daily motion. I'm putting it out there. Daily motion. Well, That's I've got to say go. like 10, well, yeah, Channel 10's got some problems. It's so the app is probably the <laughs> least of their issues at the moment. <laughs> they just, but it is an impediment to the modern woman when yes. it comes to watching And just neighbors. on that, so yes, because some panicked brutes have been tweeting me. And look, all we need is we're just waiting for the next billionaire to sign over some paperwork and then yeah. 10 will be going again. It'll it's be fine. fine. Someone rich will buy it for some reason. Yeah. And one of the four billionaires. Yes. As long as, you Brit, as long as you Brits keep watching it and buying it, Neighbours is fine. So that's where we are. We have got a check out of this Sydney <laughs> hotel. Oh and Jelly and I will be talking about Only Heaven Knows featuring Ben Hall on Stage Door Podcast yep. coming to you soon. Stand by. Watch the socials. Uh, I'm Vaya Pashos and I am Vaya Pashos on Twitter or Neighbours Pod and also NeighboursPod.com for all the fun extra stuff. Jelly. Yeah. Uh, well, you can follow Stage Door Podcast at Stage Door Pod on Twitter. There's another Stage Door Podcast. There's what? a fake one. They're Americans. They stole it, but they came second. Oh, but they're dead. a little bit more frequent with their updates. They, but we have a new episode coming soon. They are Two dead, new episodes. Dead to me. Yeah. Uh, with Jelly and Tyson. And uh, Beck's podcast is Bring a Plate. Yes. It exists. We haven't recorded for a while, but you can go back and listen to all the Do that. hilarious episodes that everyone loves. And I'm at Brockle Snitch on Twitter. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Stop filming me. We're not backing down until we feel like we're being hurt. Stop filming me. We're not backing down until we feel like we're being hurt. We're not backing down.
Stop filming me, 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 stop fil